I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, and this is a Carolina Weather Group Podcast Extra, available exclusively to you, our audio podcast listeners. We have two news stories for you, both reported today by Nani Ramadan of the Public News Service North Carolina Chapter. We start with animals. They're on the move to escape rising temperatures and increase flooding and drought. Some could find refuge in North Carolina's Sandhills and Southern Blue Ridge. That's according to a new map out now by the scientist at the Nature Conservancy. The map pinpoints biodiverse hotspots that are likely to be buffered from dramatic climate changes. Scientist at the Nature Conservancy in North Carolina, Jeffrey Marcus, says as temperatures warm, critters that need colder climates will migrate north to survive. He says it's critical that they're able to move across landscapes. We can't think about just one small place. You can't have a protected park. Think that because you've protected that park that everything is fine. We need to be thinking about landscapes and how we can keep whole natural and functioning landscapes intact. He adds each decade some species are moving an average of 11 miles north and 36 feet higher in elevation in search of more hospitable places to live. But research shows nearly 60 percent of U.S. lands and waters are fragmented by human development, preventing species from finding new homes. Marcus says parts of North Carolina have unique features that boost resilience to a changing climate. Particularly in the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's lots of topography. So you have north-facing slopes and south-facing slopes, some which are hotter, some which are cooler. You have changes in elevation. In, in the Sandhills, likewise, you have these rolling hills with that intermix between wetlands and contiguous forests and places that have these resilient features. Director of Science at the Nature Conservancy, Liz Cayley, says it's critical for developers, conservation groups, and businesses to help preserve the hotspots identified on the map. So one thing we really want is for these places to remain undeveloped in North Carolina is we've worked with the solar industry. We've delivered that map to them. We've given them the spatial data behind the map and said we feel strongly that these are the places that, that you should avoid and, you know, it's supported by good science. The team of scientists also mapped natural highways across the country, connecting corridors that will allow species to move safely within and between climate-resilient regions. Now from the land to the water. Many of North Carolina waterways are in need of repairs, but local government budgets are shrinking amid an economic fallout from the pandemic. Here again is Nadia. Water systems across North Carolina are in need of repair, yet local government budgets are shrinking amid the economic fallout from the pandemic. Advocates say federal funding is critical to ensuring rural communities have access to clean water. The last major infrastructure package passed by lawmakers expired on September 30th, and experts say rural communities who already have been hard hit by the coronavirus recession need more investment. Charles Anderson of Resource Institute says local governments in rural areas have fewer tax dollars to rely on for upgrades. He says money available for waterway restoration and infrastructure work often is in the form of loans. And a lot of it has been loan money, and that means that if a city or town wants to improve their water resources, they have to go out here and get a loan to do that. And a lot of these communities just don't have the resources to go out here and borrow that money. Anderson believes boosting the number of grants available to rural governments could help. One Pew study found the nation's water systems are on the cusp of needing $100 billion worth of repairs and maintenance. Last year, Anderson and a team of engineers undertook a stream restoration project aimed at preventing the city of Brevard's water treatment plant from being damaged by high levels of sediment. He says sediment is one of the biggest problems water treatment facilities have. When the cost to treat water goes up, so 
so do household water bills, especially when communities are forced to rely on outdated infrastructure. What we did there was actually, you know, not only restore the stream itself around and upstream from the intake, but created a whole new intake system for them, thereby improving the volume of water and the quality of water they received. Earlier this year, the USDA announced it would provide $281 million to improve rural communities' water and wastewater infrastructure in North Carolina and 35 other states. For Public News Service, I'm Nadia Ramlagan. And we want to let you know that these reports came to us here at the Carolina Weather Group free of charge from the Public News Service. They seek funding and contribution from partners, including the Resource Institute and the Nature Conservancy, both of which you heard in today's reporting. We thought it was important for you to hear these environmental stories while understanding the inner workings of how they came to be. Here at the Carolina Weather Group, we're back later this week with an all-new episode dedicating to helping you conquer your fantasy football league with a better understanding of how real-life weather could affect your fantasy lineup. We're working right now on the Edit Store interview with the Fantasy Football Weather Guys. And if we finish it up early, we'll bring it to you on Patreon. We hope you check out the link in the description of this podcast to become a sustaining patron of the Carolina Weather Group on patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group. That's how you can unlock early access and bonus material to the episodes you otherwise know and love each week from us here at the Carolina Weather Group. That does it for this audio extra. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. Until we talk again, be well.